We are the Rookie Phenoms. We have an amazing show for you today. I'm your host, Coop, with my main man, Webb. What up, people? We have so much to get into today. Odell Beckham is not wanted anywhere. Big man Nikola Jokic is throwing bombs. We're going to do some NFL midseason awards. But we are going to start with Aaron Rodgers and his COVID stance. Webb, are you ready for today's show? Coop, I'm going to break from tradition and ask you if you are ready for this show. I am a thousand percent ready for today's show. I can't wait for today's show. I am also ready for today's show. I'm looking forward to it. Webb had to push the time of the show back three hours because he was terrified of me, like the coward he is. And I'm just, I'm just looking forward to it. Let's start with Aaron. Let's start with Aaron Rodgers, okay? Aaron Rodgers gets COVID last week. It then comes out that he is unvaccinated after saying he was immunized from the disease. He can't play in the game against Kansas City on Sunday. He might be able to return next Saturday, but it's not a thousand percent. He went on Pat McAfee's show on Friday and he talked for 46 minutes. Webb had some issues with these 46 minutes and his actions in general. I'm going to let you say what your issue with Rogers is point by point. And we will discuss as we go through the points. Is that fair? Yeah, that's good with me, Coop. Uh, just as a, just a little bit more color. Rogers also uh, was on Pat McAfee's show again today, as he normally is every week, Tuesdays. Um, and he spoke again about um, what happened last week. But maybe I'll just get into last Thursday's or last Friday's yeah. comments. Whenever I, I I watched the thing today as well, and he didn't really say anything new. He he apologized for misleading, but said he stood by basically everything he said on Friday, and then kind of moved on. So there wasn't really anything new. It was the Friday thing that was the big issue. <laughs> so go ahead, let's get into it. Hello, I can't wait. Yeah, and and, and I would also say Sorry. apologize in quotations. Sorry. One more thing, really quick. What's up? Webb and I are both vaccinated, thousand percent. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> we are both vaccinated. Just throwing that out there right now before we get started here. Okay. Yeah. Web, the floor is yours. And I'm glad you said that. And I know why you said that. You're just crossing your T's, dotting your I's here. Uh, it's going to get wild, man. It's going to get wild. Yeah. Yeah. I don't, I don't blame you for, for, for covering both of us. Um, so, yeah. So, just also to what Coop was saying about our status, my issue with what Aaron Rodgers. My issue with Aaron Rodgers is not so much that he's unvaccinated, not in a vacuum, because he's not the only athlete that's unvaccinated. Uh, my issue with Aaron Rodgers, and let me just also preface this by saying that he's my favorite quarterback of all time, but I think he's an absolute clown for what he said last week and what he said today um, and what he did. Um, so he was asked in the summer whether he was vaccinated, and his response, as everyone probably knows by now and has heard a million times by all the media outlets, his response to whether he was vaccinated was, yeah, I'm immunized. And then he started talking about that, the fact that there are players on the team who are unvaccinated and he thought it was a personal decision, yada, yada, yada. I found that to be very misleading. He lied because he did say, yeah, I'm vaccinated. So he said, yeah, when he was asked if he's vaccinated, but he said, I'm immunized. Anyone ask anyone saying are you vaccinated? Asking are you vaccinated? And you say first of all, yeah, I'm immunized. No one's gonna think, hmm, maybe he didn't get the vaccine. Like it was ridiculous. He lied. And the thing that I didn't like is that he put um, members of the media, their lives at risk, 
their health or their health and safety at risk by lying. I think that was a jerk thing to do, terrible thing to do. I don't think anybody should be lying about their vaccination status. That was my issue more than him not being vaccinated. I think that's a separate issue. And I, I don't think either of us want to get into that. That's a. Oh, I want to get into that too, but. Okay. No, no, but I, that's not the crux of my, oh, that's not the crux of my issue. I think he should get vaccinated for sure. But I, I wouldn't. I agree. I wouldn't have, if I just found out, if, if when they had asked him back uh, a couple months ago, if he was vaccinated and he said no, I wouldn't have come on the show and lambasted him. I would have. I insulted Carson Wentz for not getting vaccinated. I insulted Kyrie Irving for not getting vaccinated and costing himself $20 million. I'm pretty consistent. But for the misleading the media, he definitely misled the media a thousand percent. But I, I do have a defense for him. And I'm, I'm going to try. I'm going to ask you a question to see why I think what he did wasn't as bad as how, how bad you think it was. Okay. If you, were vac- if you were vaccinated. In the NFL, how often are you tested for COVID vaccine, COVID nineteen? Do you know? I think it's biweekly. Every two weeks. So, if you and an NFL player in Texas go to a concert with twenty thousand people, no masks, you can show up the next day and talk to every reporter with no mask on. That is a thousand percent allowed, right? You're not breaking any protocols. Aaron Rodgers is tested every single day before he's allowed in the building. He's tested at 5 a.m. He has to wait in his car for 40 minutes. And then he goes in the building. So every day he's in there, he is assured he's one of the people that they know does not have COVID-19. I just think that is, that's kind of missing from the story where he didn't talk to anyone where he thought he had COVID-19. He was one of the people that were tested every day. It was more likely if you're vaccinated, you can still have COVID. Yeah. So I and every reporter in that room was vaccinated. They had to be vaccinated. So they are all protected. And they were 20 feet away. Aaron Rodgers should not have misled them. He should have wore a mask. A thousand percent agree. But the NFL knew he wasn't vaccinated and was doing these maskless press conferences every week. They didn't stop him week one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, or eight. They had nothing to say about it. So they obviously did not care. So them to act holier than now, holier than thou now is offensive. He did it. They knew he did it. And they didn't care he did it. Do you know what I mean? Like, I think the pile on is kind of ridiculous. So for me, um, I think those are two separate issues. So the NFL's policy and treatment towards vaccinated and unvaccinated people, separate issue. Do I agree that vaccinated people should be tested biweekly when they could have COVID within those two weeks and be spreading it? No. Uh, there's a huge discrepancy daily versus biweekly. And I get what he's saying in terms of if anyone, if there's anyone who doesn't have it, it's likely him because he's being tested every day. I get that. But that has nothing to do with his stance as, <laughs> as an anti-vaxxer who doesn't want to call himself an anti-vaxxer. I think it's a different. Oh, I agree with you that we'll get into the rest of it. I'm just saying for the media part of him misleading, he was tested every day. He talked to them. It wasn't like he, he thought he might be COVID positive. He wasn't allowed in the building until he passed a COVID test. Do you know what I mean? So I just I don't think that he put anyone at risk. I don't, I don't think what he did was any riskier than what any other player did in the team because they were more likely to have COVID. They were not tested every day. Maybe, but it still doesn't excuse, doesn't excuse him misleading them. Well, I agree. He should not have misled them. I, I personally, 
I, I don't care that he lied, honestly, because the media lies all the time. But I, like, I don't care that he lied. I, I get why he lied. He did not want the smoke. And I get that because he's getting, he's getting killed for it now. It's, it's different. I, I'm not saying if you ever lie to the media, that's terrible. I'm talking about like when people's lives are potentially in danger. Sorry, their health and safety is at stake. Like he could have potentially tested negative in the morning and tested positive throughout the day. That is, and, 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 you know, like, uh, I saw a stat that said the NFL chief medical officer says unvaccinated persons, and I think this is widely known, test positive seven times more than vaccinated people. And I think that's widely known. I don't think it's just coming from the NFL chief medical officer. So I, he, I agree a thousand percent. He could have tested, so he could have contracted it throughout the day. For sure. That is possible. But and all it's possible for every other player. It is. And every but, reporter was required to be vaccinated. So they had right, protection as well. Everyone could have gotten it. Anyone could have gotten it. Passed it on, been symptomatic or asymptomatic, all that stuff. I get that. But the lying about it is just not cool. Because when he does go in, like, it's, it, it's, he said it to the media and it was broadcasted to the world. He didn't tell one specific journalist in private that he wasn't, that he was, sorry. Like, he, him telling the media was him telling the world. Maybe excluding his team and the NFL, but everyone else that isn't, you know, buddy buddy with Aaron Rodgers or that he reports to, was under the impression that he was vaccinated. He for sure misled them. But the way I see it, it is his choice. Like he shouldn't have done it. But like, I I, I don't understand kind of why he has to tell the world. He said in on the Pat McAfee show, if there was a follow up question. He would have said, I'm not vaccinated. I have done herbal treatments or whatever it was. He just said no one asked him a follow-up question, so he kind of let it go. That was his response. That was his excuse. But that just makes you sound worse. That just makes you sound like a (laughs) compulsive liar. And it's just an easy cop-out. It's like, well, I, you know, if they had asked me the right questions, I would have told them the truth. Why didn't you just come out and say it? Who's going to ask you? Who's going to ask you? Well, I mean, this, I guess it's possible someone could have said, well, that's not what I asked you. Are you vaccinated? You said you're immunized, but does that mean you're vaccinated? We don't know if that would have happened. Because why didn't he do that from the, from the jump? Because he did not want the smoke. He did not want to be labeled as anti-vax or get criticized. He's very sensitive. That's and why I was. So then why would he have divulged his vaccination status if there was a follow-up question at that same moment? Why would he want the smoke two seconds later? He said that he would have admitted it because he would not have lied directly. He said he misled, he did not lie. That was what he said. But I think to get proper context, we should say why he said he's not vaccinated. Sure, tell the whole story. Aaron Rodgers' reason for not being vaccinated, according to him, was that he has an allergy to the mRNA vaccines. So that rules out Pfizer and Moderna. The only vaccine that he could have taken was the Johnson & Johnson one. Mm -hmm. And that was removed from shelves due to blood clotting issues. So he did not feel comfortable taking that vaccine. So he tried to do it other ways. That was his excuse for not taking the vaccines. So I see Webb has an issue with that as well. So the floor is yours, Webb. And Coop and I have talked about this. I've hounded Coop about this all weekend, every day. He's not been able to escape it. He wakes up and he sees messages from me or, or links to articles from me. I've heard 100% true. 100% true. This is my thing. Again, another convenient out. So you lied about your vaccination status to the media and to the world. And then you come around a few months later saying, well, uh, you know, if you had asked me a follow-up question, 
I would have told you the truth. Now with this story about the, the big three, Pfizer, Moderna, Johnson & Johnson. Are you laughing because of my voice? Because big three. I was like, LeBron James is in this? <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I was like, Ice Cube is in the news for a different vaccine issue. And he ran the big three. There was jokes on top of jokes there. <laughs> yeah, so the, the big three, uh, Pfizer, Moderna, Johnson and Johnson. So it's just very convenient. And you know what? Coop and I. So Aaron Rodgers said he has an an, an, an allergy to the mRNA um, ingredient, which is in the Pfizer and Moderna vaccines. So you couldn't take those because of. He was worried about having um, adverse effects and, and on his body. And he was, it seemed as though he was saying he was open to taking the Johnson & Johnson vaccine. However, he heard about, it was widely reporting the news about clotting issues, and then it was shelved. So he could not actually take it. Coop, I know your stance on it, but I'm just saying that's, and I'm giving Aaron Rodgers the benefit of the doubt that he has an allergy to the mRNA. Which I did not do. You didn't do it. But somehow, we still find ourselves on opposite ends of this argument. My thing is, even if it's just very convenient, you have three options to take it. Two of them you ruled out because you have an allergy to uh, an ingredient in it. And the one that you possibly could have taken, you heard about health issues, potentially. Um, and And then it was shelved. So then you couldn't take it. It was shelved for a couple, <laughs> for what seems like a few weeks. They put it back on the market very quickly. And the the clotting issues, the health issues were reported, I think, in, in young women. And, and it was older women and all men. Sorry, older women. And sorry, the fertility issues were, were, were women. Uh, but the clotting issues that I saw related to Johnson & Johnson seemed like it affected seven out of a million women. So... Uh, what I saw, it was 28 of, I think it was a million, and it was uh, older women over 50, and all cases of men. So for me, personally, if I was allergic, I do not think he was allergic to the vaccines. I think he was likely lying about that as an out. But what I said to Webb is, if he is allergic to those two vaccines, I understand him not wanting to take the Johnson & Johnson vaccine. I get that. There are blood clotting issues. Those issues were never resolved. They were just said, hey, you know what? It's worth the risk for COVID. How effective is the Johnson & Johnson vaccine? Do you know the numbers? How effective it is? I don't know, but I'm going to guess in the 60s. 65% of, 65% effective. The, John, right. the, the other ones, the mRNA ones are in the 90s. Right. So the blood clotting issues are a real issue. That can happen to somebody. And the allergy issue. So I looked up what happens for allergies if he takes if he had taken the vaccine, the, the Emma, the Moderna or Pfizer. So I did some research because it's what I do. I prepare. And if he had taken the vaccine and he has an allergy, uh, he can go to anaphylactic shock. That was 0.2 percent of people had this issue. But of that 0.2, 80 percent of them were allergic and they had nerve damage serious repercussions. So if he were to take that, there isn't a good chance he could be seriously injured, but the possibility is real for him if he's allergic to it. And Webb, if he was injured and had nerve damage and couldn't play football anymore, who could he sue to get the money back for, for, for what he's going to lose playing football? Who could he sue for that? Sue the drug company. He could not. 
the U.S. government said you could not sue the drug companies because these vaccines were rushed. So he had no legal recourse to sue anybody. Johnson and Johnson, Moderna and Pfizer. So it's all on him. So I understand his reluctance. I still do not. So uh, Pfizer and Moderna, drug companies, big drug companies. Are drug companies reputable usually? A lot of shaky drug companies out there. I say that about anything, but sure. Business. There has been many, many major drugs that were approved on the market for 20, 30 years with serious side effects that came out later. The drug companies paid billions of dollars in settlements. Oxycodone, they hid, they hid the results. Rogers not trusting drug companies to hide results doesn't seem that crazy to me. They've done it before. This, this vaccine did not go through proper vetting like most vaccines do. It was rushed because it was an emergency, and I totally get that. But it's not crazy that he has questions. If it was going to cost me $40 million a year, if I had an allergy and that allergy could lead to nerve damage, death, whatever, I might question a little bit too. Nerves, he's an athlete, professional athlete. He can't sue anybody. It's just on him. That's a big deal. So here's my thing. And like, I've been talking to people about this too. And I believe Stephen A. Smith said it, captured it very well and very eloquent and in a very eloquent fashion. My thing is this, and it's about consistency. If Aaron Rodgers has never put a pharmaceutical drug in his body, in his life, and this is how he approaches every single thing, and as an athlete, he's always done homeopathic, natural remedies from high school to age 37, I'll give him a little bit more credibility. But if Aaron Rodgers has ever taken an aspirin, he's ever taken a Tylenol, he's ever taken a cortisone shot, any sort of thing made in the lab that has side effects like anything does, then I don't want to hear from Aaron Rodgers that there can be an adverse effect on his body and this company lied. A lot of companies lie, cover things up. You see everyday commercials from these, these ambulance chasers <laughs> who were with class action. Lost. A lot of companies lie, but there's legal recourse against them. Against these ones, there's no legal recourse. Like he can do so nothing. So you're telling me that Aaron Rodgers... You really think that if the U.S. government said you can pursue legal action against these companies, Aaron Rodgers would. It just seems like there's always you're always moving the goal the goalpost. No, it's I'm, like I'm you just always uh, are. Okay, so I'm, I'm glad you brought up Stephen A. Smith because you heard what he said about Aaron Rodgers. I assume you watched the clip. Yeah, but I wasn't even talking about that. I was talking about it in terms of consistency from a lot of the the the, the, the stance of anti-vaxxers relating to the vaccine. That was the consistency I was talking about. Not Stephen A's comments on Aaron Rodgers. Stephen A. Smith said he did not want the vaccine and he, re- he did not want to get it at all. ESPN yeah. forced him to go to work. But a lot of people said that. And a lot of people didn't want it. A lot of people said they were reluctant to take it. Yeah. So I don't they understand. St- they took it. But they took it because they had to go to work. Aaron Rodgers was not told he had to get to go to work. Right, but Aaron Rodgers, I, well, first of all, Aaron Rodgers sounds like even if he had to take it, he had to go to work. He has the quote-unquote allergy. <laughs> so I don't know if he would have tried to take it anyway. Sure. And I think, and, and, and even if he was forced to, like, if Aaron Rodgers has ever smoked weed from some random guy or done anything like that, taking a Tylenol, all these things can have a bad effect on you. Very bad. Without an allergy. Sure. For sure. 
Uh, in text, you brought up Charlemagne the God and Breakfast Club uh, roasting Aaron Rodgers. Remember that earlier? Among other media outlets, yes. For sure. Yes. <laughs> For sure. So, so I'm against misleading as well. Charlemagne gave Aaron Rodgers donkey of the day. Is Charlemagne the God vaccinated? I have no idea. I don't know. He is not. He is not vaccinated. I listen to his podcast every week, Grilling Idiots with Andrew Schultz. He openly talks about being scared of the vaccine and not willing to take it. I respect so he, that more than him lying. No, but during that speech of Donkey of the Day, he did not say he wasn't vaccinated. He gave Aaron Rodgers Donkey of the Day and did not say, hey, I'm not vaccinated here, too. He misled as well. So misleading is kind of kind of kind of kind of kind of big in this COVID age of misleading, I think. Well, one second. I didn't hear, and I didn't hear the Charlemagne uh, Donkey of the Day uh, award to, 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 to Aaron Rodgers. So I don't know exactly what he said, but. Um, why is it that Charlemagne can't give Aaron Rodgers donkey day? Is he giving Aaron Rodgers donkey day because he's unvaccinated or because he's unvaccinated and he lied and he came out with those stupid comments on the Pat McAfee show that we'll get into? Uh, it was about uh, misleading and not be- misleading more than not being vaccinated. But right, so I, think I, think, I think it's quite misleading to give someone donkey the day for misleading and not saying that I'm also unvaccinated. I think that's quite misleading as well. But he is on record saying that he's not. So I don't see I don't, how he's misleading. If I mean, it's public he, information. He didn't say it on that clip. Usually, if, if you're going to criticize someone on a, on a vaccine clip, you just say, hey, I'm not vaccinated as well. Uh, maybe, but I mean, he said it on his podcast every week. You said he says it every week? Not every week, but they've talked about it before. I give him a pass only because he said it publicly. If he didn't and we found out, then I'd say he's in the same situation. I think you're giving a lot of credit here, Webb. I think you're being a little inconsistent here, Webb. Oh, I don't. Because Charlemagne, one, has said it publicly. I don't think he's misled his coworkers, and I don't think he's misled the public into thinking that he is vaccinated. It's so totally, not- totally, totally fair. Question for you. So giving doubts about the vaccine is a bad thing, right? You shouldn't, you shouldn't give doubts about the vaccine. That's a bad thing, correct? Spreading misinformation publicly when you have influence, I think that's a bad thing. Vice President Kamala Harris during the campaign said she would not take a vaccine that Donald Trump pushed. The Trump vaccine, she wouldn't trust it. She was ki- The right-wing media killed her for giving misinformation. African-American uh, vaccine rates are pretty low. Uh, they've come up recently, but for a long time, they were low. I think that's misinformation, and she's the Vice President of the United States, who has much, well, more, pull, much more pull than Aaron Rodgers does. A she's much bigger politician, so I'm not surprised, but fine, sure. A but much the, bigger sure. role model than Aaron Rodgers. That's fine. If you want to say that she did the if, if you want to say that she did something, uh, you know, taboo as well. Fine, I'm I'm open to that. I, I just don't consider Aaron Rodgers a role model. I I never consider athletes or celebrities a role models. I just don't look at them like that. I know you do. You love Aaron like you love celebrities and athletes so much. I just expect so little from them that I do not care what they do in their personal lives. And I I, I, I get that you're different because you're a fanboy, but I'm just not that guy. You know, so that's just not what I do. But the difference is that Aaron Rodgers is not a role model to you or to your demographic, but he does have influence over You're people, right. I think. I am better than Aaron Rodgers. You're correct. That is correct. <laughs> He's going to have influence over you know, people younger or just influence in general. Un- just an unconscious sort of influence that, that, that they may have. Like the people who are on the fence, hearing Aaron Rodgers didn't take it among the, also with the Kyries and the uh, Bradley Beals and the Kirk Cousins and those people, I think it can influence them. I'm not saying people will say Aaron Rodgers didn't take it. I won't take it. I don't mean that. Uh, you know, there was an NFL play, player that killed someone last week, right? Killed someone and a dog last week. 
Oh, Henry Ruggs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was like, who the hell is that? Like, Henry Ruggs. Yeah. So uh, a guy I would consider a role model, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, wrote an article condemning Aaron Rodgers this week. Right. And uh, in the article, he said, he, he, uh, he highlighted some other bad athletes' behavior. And he said, Henry Ruggs, reckless driving. Did not say murder, did not say drunk driving, nothing like that. I just find the media criticism so insane. A guy literally killed someone last week and no one cares. Just, it's moved on. Aaron no, Rodgers. People like, care, man. It did not lead he CNN. Definitely did like something worse. <laughs> it, did not not lead, it did not lead CNN like Aaron Rodgers did. Aaron Rodgers has been a, fi- no. a seven day story. Henry Ruggs was done the day after. Yeah, but on CNN, any station, COVID or any station, COVID is going to be the hot button issue more than. He didn't, he didn't kill anybody. I get that. I'm just saying what's selling right now is going to be COVID stuff rather than Henry and Ruggs, the, who's not on the same level. And that is, that is my issue. You know what I mean? It is the media criticism. In Wisconsin, 58% of the people are vaccinated. Aaron Rodgers' stance there is not very uncommon. Nationally, 58.4% of people are vaccinated. It's not that uncommon. In America, yeah, yeah, in America. Uh, Wisconsin is 23rd in vaccination rates. West Virginia is last with like 40%. So it's vaccination is a very divisive issue in America. It's not so much here in Canada. But the media is is acting like it's a one-side-fits-all and everyone has to be vaccinated or they're evil. And I just think... My position the whole time has been, you should get vaccinated. And if you don't, don't go to the hospital. You, you get cut off of that. I don't care. That's your choice. You made a decision. Aaron Rodgers didn't go to the hospital. I'm good. I don't, I'm good. But I think why it's such a hot button issue in the States is because the vaccination uh, stance has been so politicized. And I've heard this, you know, as well, like it's so politicized in the States. So it's more than just, are you... Have you taken a vaccine or have you not? There's just so much more that you read into someone and that you can glean from someone's political stance. It's what they stand for in general. From that vaccination thing, from that vaccination status, it seems, in, the, in, the, in America, it's just so deeply uh, politicized. So I, I agree with you to a point. The right wing has made the vaccine issue, like their issue. Like If you get vaccinated, you're a liberal cuck is what they're saying, basically. But African, African-Americans are mostly Democrats. And they're a huge portion of the unvaccinated population. No. Bradley Beal, Kyrie. I'm just saying there's different points politically of groups that like they kind of meet in the middle where it's, it is political, but it's also African-Americans have a reason to distrust pharmaceutical companies and trials. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I'm not, so, I'm, I'm not saying it, when I say it's politicized, I don't mean it's just Republican, Democrat. I just think there has been perception and, 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 and social commentary based on that. And it's been like, faction you know what i mean for sure uh I, I have a couple more points about aaron Rodgers. so he said he was told by the nfl that covid if you get vaccinated you could not contract covid and the nfl came out and said we never said that and i was like you know who lies about players health safety and health all the time the nfl will smith did a whole movie about it so then to say no no this time we were honest about public player health i do not believe it even a little bit I believe Aaron Rodgers was told that by the NFL. I just, I just think that so many people in this story have so little credibility that I understand why Aaron Rodgers has taken the stance he has. I disagree with him. I think he should be vaccinated. But to, to say that he's crazy for thinking this, I think he's not. He's not that crazy. There's some, there's some legitimate points he makes. Um, 
Because so, think... for me, for me personally, right? Like I have a, a new baby niece, very young baby. And I would feel more comfortable with Aaron Rodgers, who was tested every day that he does not have COVID being around her than me having been vaccinated and not tested in months. Like I, I would feel more, so not me personally, but someone I didn't know, like a stranger or someone tested that day, not vaccinated. I would personally feel more comfortable with that because I know that person doesn't have COVID. That's, I just think that it's it's kind of like Aaron Rodgers called it the woke mob. And I, I don't think it's that. I just think that people pile on because they see a rich celebrity getting through the roaster and it's fun to take someone down. And if he's allergic, which I'm, I don't think he is, honestly, I think he has a point. So my thing with Aaron Rodgers, and I think why for me he lost credibility is because he tried to make it seem like he was objective and he was a critical thinker. He literally said he's a critical thinker, but he came at it with an angle. No one that's a critical thinker ever says they're a critical thinker. <laughs> that's true. <laughs> right. That's, that is true. So really quick, Pat McAfee asked him today, uh, what docs did, doctors did you consult besides Dr. Joe Rogan? <laughs> <laughs> did he say Aaron, who? Aaron Rodgers said his response was, I consulted with a dozen people who had contracted COVID. So he named no other doctor. Nice. And you could you could see on his face that when McAfee made that joke, he did not appreciate it even a little bit. Like yeah, he kind of right. he he kind of like had a stone face for like three seconds, and it was like I better laugh at this, but he was not happy. Yeah. Well, we'll see if he'll be on next week. Um, <laughs> so my thing is, yeah, Aaron Rodgers tried to come in to present himself as this critical thinker. He's not an anti-vaxer. Um, he's not a left whatever he's not a leftist he's not a right wing um he tried to come into this and present himself and portray himself as this neutral party just looking at it taking a step back and 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 approaching it from um a more empirical kind of perspective and but it's clear that he's coming in with such a bias because i'm not saying the nfl is clean they don't have clean hands in this at all or in anything when it comes to 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 player safety and stuff like that but um he 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 made some assumptions and said that the nfl was bringing in this these draconian measures and they're trying to shame um uh unvaccinated people and what they're doing nothing they're doing is based on science it seemed very much so like he had his own bias against the nfl and it seemed like he already had his his theories on why they're doing things but he tried to present himself as this unbiased person so for me i think both things are correct Aaron Rodgers is anti-vax in this situation, thousand percent. He had these biases coming in, and the NFL did draconian measures measures to get people vaccinated to look better publicly. Making someone wear a wristband is just to embarrass them. That's all it is. There's no reason for this. Yeah, hey, I'm not vaccinated, and you had to wear it indoors but not outdoors. Like he wasn't allowed. He wasn't allowed to work out. People. There were all these things that were just not scientific, honestly. They were done to embarrass people that to get vaccinated, to make their lives miserable till they got vaccinated. That is true. And he's an anti-vaxxer. Both things are true in my eyes. He would not have got vaccinated no matter what they did. If he was, I mean, he's not allergic, but if he was allergic, he wasn't getting vaccinated. He wasn't going to do it. A thousand percent. And, and, and that's my thing. Like, I'm not saying the people who got vaccinated, I don't know the percentages their motivation to get vaccinated, what they would say, but I'm sure a lot of it, I'm sure a lot of them felt pressure. They felt coerced into doing it, but they did it. And 
and you know it's a commitment you make it's a sacrifice you make for the betterment of 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 society or at least that's what you want to happen and you make a sacrifice in your own health a little bit um based on the numbers which are so remote in the grand scheme of you actually having adverse health you know effects like severe ones not 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 the regular side effects with the flu and all that stuff and I mean, they're they're remote until they happen to you you know what i mean like but anything is like that's what i'm saying if you're someone who just says i don't take tylenol i don't take advil i don't take any of these things i won't take any sort of uh medication for for allergies if the doctor gives me a prescription i'm not taking it i'm gonna research it i'm gonna do all this stuff if you're that critical and you are so meticulous in everything that you do and you i respect that a little bit more but if you're someone who arbitrarily is singling out this vaccine when you're doing molly storing coke i'm not saying aaron Rodgers is doing this but it's it's very interesting and you know, in this culture, that is very uh, interesting and very uh, pro-drug, pro-party drug, taking a bunch of drugs. We're very, we, I say as a society, are very critical on this vaccine when I know people go to parties and take all sorts of things. So it's just, it's just interesting, that inconsistency. Uh, I think Aaron Rodgers' fiance, Shailene Woodley, who tells people to eat clay, it's probably behind this for Aaron Rodgers. She's quite the hippie. He has taken on many hippie traits since he began this relationship. Apparently, Miles Teller, who was good friends with her, had a movie shut down, cost of $9 million, shut down production for a couple of days because he refused to get vaccinated. Whole production had to get shut down. Ice Cube lost $9 million on a movie project last week for refusing to be vaccinated. Like People are doing this stuff. It's really happening. And I think just telling them they're evil and wrong, it's going to end badly. It's really bad. Probably. But, and, and, you know, just, just some more of the stuff. Like, okay, so, so Lindsey Jones from The Athletic said, from what she's heard, Aaron Rodgers has not spoken to a single league doctor or a jointly appointed infectious di- disease expert, even though the NFL apparently offered it. I don't know. The truth is probably somewhere in the middle. I don't know if I believe that straight up. Um, I think Aaron Rodgers has talked to doctors. I think he's spoken to doctors. Like actual medical doctors or some weirdos that he... This is my both, thing. I think, both. Both. I think, I think Aaron Rodgers, as much as he says he's a critical thinker and he's objective, I don't think he's coming to this objectively. And I think he was looking for medical professionals who would side with him. That's where agree. There's no way... He talks about this medical team that he had that uh, researched 500 pages worth of, of medical research and they all just happened to agree with your stance there was nothing that deviated from what you thought they just pretty it's pretty convenient right (laughs) you happen to choose these doctors you just close your eyes and pick these doctors and they all happen to side with you even though you have no medical background that's very convenient i don't believe aaron Rodgers at all i think he's just anti-vax a thousand percent but he doesn't want to be labeled anti-vax oh a a thousand percent he doesn't want the smoke I think he he is anti-vax. I just think there are some reasons in his case, if he is allergic, where that makes some sense to me. I got vaccinated. But if I was allergic and they said, hey, if you get vaccinated, this might kill you and you go to anaphylactic shock. I might have thought twice. It's 0.2%. But 80% of those people 
had allergies. That's real. That could kill you. You would have thought twice back in March and maybe May, June. I think by now, November, you could have thought you would have talked to a doctor who would have said, look, this thing is very remote. If it happens, it sucks. And that's really bad. But the, the, the likelihood of this happening, the probability is very, very low. And I'm sure you could have consulted a lot of doctors who would have told who would have encouraged oh, you to take it for sure. And I probably would have taken it. But by now, I, I don't have a 40 million dollar contract where if something happens to me, I don't get paid and I can't sue anybody. I think that's probably part of it. If, I, if, if, if he's allergic and the side effects happen like they've happened to others, he can't sue anybody. He has no legal recourse. This is the only drug in American history where that's happened. Lipitor, all the like oxycodone. All these drugs that were harmful, that did damage, you could sue. The Sackler family had to give $8 billion last year. He gets no recourse at all. I'm just saying, I think he should be vaccinated, but I get where he's coming from. I disagree with him, but I understand it. So, okay. Sorry. Plus, for him, his mortality rate is basically 100%. Like, COVID will not kill an athlete like this. He may have some side effects. But I, I haven't heard of any seriously athletic people getting COVID and passing away. So in his mind, it's possible that he thought COVID would have less long-term damage to him than the vaccine. And I disagree with that. But, I mean, he two days later, he said COVID was gone. He has no more symptoms. So, I mean, was he right? Well, his whole thing is that he, his immune system, sorry, he's, his immune system is the strongest or, or stronger than anyone else because he's contracted the virus, gotten over it. And going forward, he, he, he's stronger than people who are vaccinated. I think that's what he was trying to say. I, I don't want to get into that. And I don't think that has anything to, thing to do with his, um, his status. I also want to get into the whole, like, well, the fatherhood issue that he brought up out of nowhere. Has Aaron Rodgers ever so brought up being a father ever publicly? Uh, it's the first time he's been publicly engaged. So maybe that's changed. He's 37 now. He's about to get married. Is he? It's, yeah, I think he's about to get married. I think that's happening soon. You think so? Yeah, I assume they're getting married. I mean, they are yeah, engaged. They are engaged. We'll see if the wedding happens. So Aaron Rodgers made a lot of excuses for why he didn't want to get vaccinated. Yeah. And the real reason is because he's, anti- he's anti-vax. That is the reason a thousand percent. The sterilization thing. Uh, apparently getting COVID, it mean it has uh, higher side effects of infertility for men. So getting COVID is actually way riskier than the vaccine. He was all upside down <laughs> in everything he said. A thousand percent. I just think like saying all these people are stupid, it's going to end really badly. It's not going to be good. Like it's really bad. 40% of the country, America, everyone has guns. And they think, if you hate us so much because we don't want to get your vaccine, like this is going to end badly. Everyone just get together. Have a good time. It's going to end bad if everyone hates everybody. That's all I'm saying. And I think another reason why he alienated himself is because, well, at least on the, on the, the interview on November 5th, using phrases like crosshairs of the woke mob, woke culture, and crazed group of individuals is not going to endear you to the news media when you were trying to come off as this critical thinker, this objective, unbiased party. You sound extremely conservative by say, using those phrases because those are 
those sound conservative. I don't know if he says he has, he, he's apolitical, fine, who cares? But you sound like an idiot coming on. You just turn people off immediately. You don't sound unbiased. To be fair, though, I mean, him calling the media the woke mob and then them acting like a woke mob kind of proved his point a thousand percent because that's exactly what happened that came for him. I disagree, man. Come on. like The media has been very biased in their coverage of the vaccine. They've been very biased towards it. Sure, sure, sure. That's that. that that's so, right. saying both sides are biased. That's not like yes. And I, 100%. I agree. With, I agree with the media. I agree with the media. You should get vaccinated, but they don't cover the, this side objectively even a little bit. They don't say it. They make it seem like you're a crazy person if you don't get vaccinated. That's what they do. I'm biased as well. I'm not coming into this, you know, thinking. I'm not coming into this neutral. And yeah, like, I just think he looked like an absolute clown, man. Absolute clown. Like, and then he comes, on to, he comes on today on the McAfee show and says, contradicts himself again, a little bit, I think. I says, I'm an athlete. I'm not an activist. Yet you want to talk about how you want to be the person to stand against the NFL's uh, policies and make it sound like you're, you're standing up. You quoted Martin, Martin Luther King. Yet you don't want to be labeled an activist. I mean, there's nothing white people love doing more than quoting Martin Luther King. It's their favorite thing to do. If a white person is in trouble, they are definitely quoting Martin Luther King. That's going to happen. Yeah. But and I, I mean, wasn't he being honest, though, because he didn't say anything until he started getting criticized? He did not want to do this. He just came out to defend himself after. He didn't make well, this point in June, July, August. He just did it when he started getting criticized. He defended his, his actions. His actions, though, he said, were led by his critical thinking and his science-based research. His actions of, of not getting it seemed like it. he made it seem as though if something doesn't seem right and health is not a one-size-fits-all and all that other stuff, it sounded like he was sort of being a, a silent activist. And he was saying he's not selfish, even though he's doing it for his body. Um, it sounded like he was trying to be like a silent activist. I think he wants to. He wants. He doesn't want to be categorized as as an anti-vaxxer because he's not on the internet tweeting things or posting things about, you know, condemning the vaccine, but he is a silent doing... activist. It's an oxymoron. Like you can't be a silent activist. Those things don't go together. Well, he has an opinion no, for I sure. I think you can be. Why can't you be a silent activist? I don't mean you don't speak. I just mean you're not an activist. Not posting you, things. An activist means you're actively making, doing things to move progress along. Activist so requires action. He had right, no, no action. No, no, no. But what I'm saying is he's not posting things. And he's, he's still taking a stance. He's yeah. still taking a stance. He doesn't have to be posting things. So I think you can, you can stand up with a sign somewhere. Yeah, or you I can think st- your definition of activist is not correct. Like He has a position 100%. But an activist means he's making moves to forward that along. And I think, he's, I, think he's going, I think he's trying to do that. His, his interview last week was that. He was, he was spreading himself. information. But he was doing both. He was defending himself and spreading information. That's why I think he was. I think what he was doing before that wasn't activism. No, but I think, and I'm not saying what he's doing. I'm saying that what he was doing last week was, it wasn't not active. It wasn't something not activist. It 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 was taking a stance and looked like he was trying to stand up for. The, it sounded like to me, in his opinions, he was saying he was trying to be a voice for the voiceless. Like when he said, he was asking questions. Um, 
he was asking questions towards some of the NFL, I don't know, NFL brass. And no one else would ask. And he said so many people came up to him and they were so thankful that he was asking questions because, you know, they're not in positions of power or they're, they're worried about how it will look. And it sounded like he was trying to stand up for the little guy at times, not a consistent activist, but like he was doing certain things to stand up for those who couldn't. He's not Kyrie Irving where he's, you know, sitting out. You know what's wild to me? Yeah. I respect Kyrie Irving more now because what Aaron Rodgers did. <laughs> well, Kyrie took a stand. He said, I'm not doing it. I'm not going to play. I'm going to lose $20 million because I believe in this. Yeah. Aaron Rodgers said, yeah, I mean, you know, don't worry about me. I'm going to keep mosey on. Kyrie took a stand. I disagree with it, but he was out there getting criticized like crazy. Aaron Rodgers didn't want that smoke. Kyrie took all of it. He did. I, I mean, still don't. He's I, wrong. I, he's I, wrong. I still don't but... respect what he's doing, but like, I mean, it's de- oh. I definitely think it's better than what Aaron Rodgers is doing. Thousand percent. I just. Well, Kyrie took a stand. I mean, it's a wild, crazy stand to take, but he took it. Yeah. Okay, well, let's move on to Aaron Rod. Odell Beckham a little bit, okay? Because I want to talk about this. <laughs> Odell Beckham was released by Cleveland this week. Yeah. Uh, he became a free agent at 4 o'clock today. Uh, I was guaranteed by someone. I don't know who said it, but someone said uh, Odell Beckham will be claimed. If he was claimed, a team would have had to give him $7.5 million for the next eight weeks. And someone, I don't know who said, book it, Coop. He's getting, he's getting signed, 1,000% claimed. Didn't happen. Teams didn't want him at that price. Webb, I, I know you didn't think he would get claimed. That was not you that said that to me. Somebody else. Where does, where does Odell Beckham sign this week? Reports are coming out that he will not sign today. He will sign in the next two to three days before Saturday for the context there where do you think he signs oh, sorry for my in my defense i didn't think that he was going to sign because he's some great player i thought it was just the media uh love fest with him you have been sp- consistently pro odell for years okay Don't, calm down definitely not definitely, <laughs> not. <laughs> definitely not i'm not an odell fan now i think he's highly overrated and i thought front offices are just going to be in love with him and i thought there maybe i bought into the media hype because adam schefter and ian rapaport and all these all these uh, the, the, these um, these insiders were reporting like every hour, like telling you when it was going to happen, what they're leaning towards. Is you know maybe I kind of bought into it. I thought it was going to happen. It didn't. Long story short, they're reporting Green Bay as the the front runner. I'm going to go out on the limb and say my wild card is the Kansas City Chiefs. That's my wild card. I like that pick. That's a good pick. So. Apparently, Green Bay tried to trade for Odell last season. Before the reports, I thought he was going to Green Bay. So my first choice is Green Bay. My backup choice is New Orleans. He went to LSU. They have no receivers that are good. Michael Thomas is done for the year. They might make the playoffs. I I think he just might want to go home, regroup for like seven, eight weeks, and figure things out for next year. So I think it's maybe New Orleans. That's my second runner-up choice. I thought New Orleans too for a second, and then I remember the quarterback situation. And I don't know if Odell wants to go from Eli and then now to Baker and then not really an upgrade. That was why I didn't choose New Orleans. You know what's crazy? I just remember that Jameis Winston tore his ACL and that Trevor Simeon's the co- the quarterback there. I totally forgot that was happening. <laughs> and that's your boy. I don't know how you forgot about Jameis Winston. I love Jameis so much. It's ridiculous. I totally yes. forgot. I was like, Jameis and Odell is a winning combination. That's what I thought in my brain when I wrote this. Yeah. And uh, you want to switch? 
My third choice was Kansas City. Okay, do you it have was a fourth the- choice? <laughs> Tampa Bay. Tampa Bay. Okay. All right. I-, I always thought he – so the reports came out that he wants to go to a contender. So there was only like eight teams that could take him. And like Seattle, I thought apparently Russell Wilson was pushing for him, but he'd be the third choice there. And I'm not sure he would get the run he wants. Tampa Bay is signing everybody. And he might get a ring there. The Rams are kind of interesting because they don't really have a third guy they can rely on. I was thinking about places he could play that might win a Super Bowl. Because that's been his whole his whole knock is that he's a playoff dud. He wants to go to a contender. His agent told teams if you, if you claim him and you're not a contender, there will be problems. So, like, Odell's the worst. And I wouldn't want him on my team. But I think he's going to go to, like, one of five teams. And they're going to be one of the best teams in the league. Where... They don't need him, but if he stops being a, a jerk, he could be useful. So Kansas City makes sense. Tampa Bay, the Rams, Green Bay, New Orleans. Those are like my the five things I think will happen. Yeah. The reason why I had the Chiefs is because both sides need redemption right now. Chiefs need their offense to flourish. Holmes had one touchdown last week against Green Bay. He hasn't had he's had I think he's had a good year for a quarterback, but he hasn't had a good year for Mahomes. Uh, no, he has not. He has not had a good year for a quarterback. He has you 10 don't think picks. so? No. Yeah, but he's had twenty touchdowns. Like that's not. It. it I, I think he's had a decent. I, I think he's had a good year. It's also early. He can also. He can have. He can put up forty touchdowns, maybe twenty picks. That's that's solid. It's that's solid. the offense doesn't look right. He has some of the best skill position players in the league and the best offensive coach. For two. him, it's unex- pardon. He has two. He has the the best weapon in the league in Tyreek Hill and the best pass catching, maybe the best other second best weapon in the league because Travis Kelsey is always open. He is never covered ever. Right. Is there a better weapon than Travis Kelsey, a guy that's always open? It's him. That's it. Probably. I'm not uh, – look, Travis, Travis – um, uh, Sorry, Patrick Mahomes. Travis, Travis Kels. My fault. <laughs> Travis Kels. Exactly. Patrick Idiots. Mahomes has not had a great year. But if Patrick, if what Patrick Mahomes is doing now is what he did in his second year, which was the first year he started, I would not be saying he had a bad year. He's not having the year. I, I think he's going to have a, a good year the rest of the way out. I think he's definitely struggled. He look, he's looked bad in games, and the Chiefs have looked really bad. But they need redemption. It works for both sides. Odell needs to. Odell wants to go somewhere to win for some reason. I don't know why he feels entitled to this. I don't know why he feels entitled to go into his contender. He doesn't deserve it. He didn't kill himself for years like Andre Johnson in Houston. I don't get why. Anyway, that it's 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 not important. Um, Odell's a diva. He wants to win a Super Bowl so he can get a big contract next year. That's the only thing. Right now, he he doesn't get a big contract because he's done nothing for three seasons in Cleveland. If he wins the Super Bowl, he'll say, "Hey, look, I turned things around. Give me fifty million dollars." That's all this is for. Can't wait to see the idiot that gives him that contract. Indianapolis, Chris Ballard, you <laughs> incompetent goon. I hate I hate him all, Web. I hate him all so much. It's only if he tears his Achilles, man. <laughs> that one hurt me with the soul, man. That was <laughs> let's, get, let's get to our midseason awards. Week nine is in week nine is in the books. Uh Webb and I did not do great in our picks, but these picks will be excellent. Uh Webb, let's start with Offensive Rookie of the Year. I think this is a super easy one to do. Uh, my winner, we're going to do winner and runner-up. My winner, Jamar Chase, wide receiver, Cincinnati. The person Webb said was the worst draft pick of the generation is my Offensive Rookie of the Year. 
who do you have up? Hey man, I have I have Jamar Chase. Look, none of us said the player was bad, but long term, I stand by what I say. Uh, Sean or Penny Sewell, I would have gone with one of those two, even after, even in hindsight, with what I've seen the the highlight reel that Jamar Chase is, still would have gone with him. But Jamar Chase as an individual has been phenomenal. No, I said Jamar Chase was good. You said if you saw Jamar Chase in the street, you'd punch him out. That he's terrible at football. I did not say that. And an embarrassment to LSU football. That's what you said. You're going to get me jumped one day. and That is the dream. Uh, who's your runner-up? Yeah, this was a hard one, man. Um, it was. Very, very hard. You know, like, I, I watched last week, you had Pat, Pat Frymouth, who's, who, who's, who's had a couple weeks that, that have been very good. Devontae Smith, another guy that I was very low on. Not <laughs> Najee Harris. I was kind of on the fence with Najee. Um, and he hasn't been great. He really hasn't. He's just been there. There is one clear answer to this question. Who do you it's have? Mac jo- it's Mac Jones, quarterback, really? New England. Huh. He's five and four. They might make the playoffs. He's been by far the best rookie quarterback. Started every game. I think it's clearly him. I mean, he's dirty. What he did in that game on Sunday, he should get suspended. And it's, I'm not surprised he's a cheating scumbag like Tom Brady was. Jesus. But he has been the second best rookie of the year, offensive player this year. Interesting. I probably would have had uh, Devontae Smith, but you know what? I think this is just so much Jamar Chase's award. Mac Jones is a good argument, though. I like yours so, better than mine. For defensive rookie of the year, I had no runner-up. I went looking for names and I was like, there's nobody that should win this award. There's one guy and that's it. And it's Micah Parsons defensive end on Dallas. He is killing it for Dallas. And there are no other good rookie defenders in the league. Like there's no one even close to him in context. So I had Micah. Yeah. And I had, I had your guy. uh, That's the runner up there. Quinn Pay. Yeah. It's terrible. I hate him so much. I hate this Colts team web. It's killing me. Okay. Comeback player of the year. This was an interesting one. I think there's two names you can consider, maybe three. Who is your winner for comeback player of the year midseason? Our comeback uh, player of the year, the same player I had in the preseason, uh, Dak Prescott. I don't remember who I chose. I think I had jo- Nick Bosa. I think I thought you had someone else. Right now, be, I have, no. You, you might have had Bosa. You could be right. I don't remember. I have Joe Burrow winning it now. The quarterback, Cincinnati. I it might have been Joe Burrow. It was either Burrow or Bosa. One of the Bs. Yeah, I think so, but I can't remember second. And my runner-up was Dak, because he's been he's been really good so far this year, too. Interesting. Yeah, who's your runner-up? Oh, it's Joe Burrow. Yeah, same order. Different order, but same guys, for sure. Uh, Coach of the year was an interesting one. I think there's one clear guy ahead here right now. There's a couple guys I consider for runner-up. My coach of the year was Cliff Kingsbury, Arizona. They're 8-1. Kyler didn't play last week, Bayer barely. They won still with uh, the pride of Texas. What's that guy's name? Sorry, say that again. Who's the quarterback on Texas? Is back up in Arizona now? Colt McCoy. That's the one. Colt McCoy. How did I forget Colt? They, <laughs> they, haunt, they haunt my dreams, Web. They haunt me. So Cliff Kingsbury is my winner. Uh, he was a bad coach who became a good coach. So he wins at 8-1 right now. This person I did not have as my coach of the year winner, but I think I had them as my runner-up. Uh, Sean McVay, because the Rams are winning the Super Bowl in 2022. And I think the Rams are doing a lot with a little. 
on offense. You're a maniac, but okay. They have no first round picks till 2027. Yeah, and look at the record. They're killing it. Because they have the best players in the, in, the, in the league. They have the best at everything. The best defensive players. But we had Cooper Cup last year. We didn't have Matt Stafford. But Matt Stafford also, you wouldn't even have him in your top five last year. It's not like we got, you know, a Hall of Famer. I have always thought Matt Stafford's talent was excellent. You have always hated him. I have always defended him. And he played yes. in Detroit where it was a nightmare. Yes, and... but you didn't predict this when we traded for Stafford. You didn't predict this. I predicted they would win the Super Bowl in our prediction show, but as soon as it happened, I wanted to make you miserable, and I said he'd be terrible. I was trying to crush your dreams. Convenient. Uh, my runner-up was Mike, Vab- Mike Vrabel in Tennessee. They're, they think they have the best record in the AFC right now. Been incredible that they're still winning games. Do you have a runner-up? Yeah, I have a runner-up. I'm, I'm kind of torn between two guys that you won't like. Um, if you say Frank Reich, we're throwing hands. No, 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 no. We're going to fight. <laughs> No comeback from that. You're, we're we're gonna fight. So one. So I want to tie it between uh, John Harbaugh and Matt Lafleur. And you're gonna say, why the hell Matt Lafleur? And that's why it's a tie. I couldn't make him the runner-up outright. But I thought John Harbaugh did. Look, they lost a lot, and you and I both thought the Ravens were gonna be terrible, and they will probably win this division. John Harbaugh has done an incredible job capitalizing on teams' mistakes. The Colts were up 11 points in the fourth quarter, lost that game against Baltimore. I think it's more like they just don't lose games they should lose. They, they find ways to beat teams that are terrible. Good for them. John Harbaugh is a good choice. Good choice. Has he ever won? I don't think he's won before. Maybe he won once. I think so. Good choice. Okay. Offensive player of the year. There's only one name here. There's one name. It's Cooper Cup, wide receiver, Rams. I oh. think he has four touchdowns more than any other receiver. I think he has like over 100 yards more than any other receiver. He's been dominant. He is the number one player in fantasy football right now. Dominant Cooper Cup. Let's go. Right. I forgot about your angle. <laughs> I forgot about your angle. That's right. You own Cooper Cup in fantasy. You know, what? I didn't even think about him. He's been fantastic, though. Good pick. I actually had uh, Tom Brady as my offensive player of the year. I know. I know. I know. I don't like it. It's midseason, so it's not, it's not locked in. But I just think he's he's done a great job um, with the aggregate numbers that he's had. Tampa's still very uh, competitive, very good. He's played eight games, and he's still, what, second in yards. Still leads the league with, in, in touchdowns. Only has five picks. He has – he is uh, – let's see. Okay, he's not – I thought he was higher than this. He's top five in passer rating. I thought he was a little higher. Still very good. He's slinging out there, man. I, he's had bad. He's had some eh, games too, uh, but I think I think he's done pretty well. I find for offensive player of the year, I just don't want to give it to a quarterback because they win MVP every time. So I didn't have any quarterbacks making my list for offensive player of the year. I'm gonna give my runner up to Jonathan Taylor on the Colts. Carson Wentz is his quarterback. Carson Wentz should be selling cars somewhere in North Dakota. He should not be playing football. And Jonathan Taylor is still running the hell out of the ball. Dominating every week. Quarterback cannot throw five yards. He's throwing picks lefty somehow. Like he's doing everything wrong. And Jonathan Taylor is still running the hell out of the ball. Dominant performance. He is my runner up offensive player of the year. No bias. You just happen to have him on fantasy. Uh, your team. I don't have him on fantasy. I want him. I tried to trade for him recently and I was told no. Oh, I thought you had him. No. Who's your first round pick then? Alvin Kamara. 
Oh, okay. Kamara's been good, but I should have taken Taylor. I wanted. I said I was debating between Kamara and Taylor. Should have went Taylor. It's more fun. Yeah. Didn't have folded under the pressure. Um, Fantasy makes cowards out of us all. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I actually have Josh Allen as uh, my runner-up. I went with two quarterbacks. He went with zero. Uh, that's fine. I only just just because I think Josh Allen. I don't think he's the best player in the league, but I think considering they have no running game, and he does so much on this offense, um, he's had some great games. They destroyed Miami. They destroyed Houston. They got destroyed by Jacksonville. So that obviously is a ding. But he's just so much of this offense. They have zero running game. Their running backs are terrible, and I think he's just allowed them to extend plays and keep it alive. And he's not runner up, but I don't think he'll win it. Good pick. Josh Allen's incredible. He might be the best dual threat quarterback in the league this year. It's him or Lamar, but Josh Allen is so much better at throwing the ball than Lamar. And Lamar is way more electric at running, but I'm not sure he's that much more effective, if that makes sense at all. Josh Allen's just so big. It's crazy. Okay. Defensive player of the year. It's your boy. It's TJ Watt. Outside linebacker. Pittsburgh. He is leading the league in sacks right now. He has... Played in one less game than Miles Garrett, and he's still leading the league. Sorry, he's down one in sack. He has 11 and a half. Miles Garrett has 12 sacks. Played seven games. Garrett played nine. He has more tackles, more pass defenses, more fumbles forced, more fumbles recovered. I just think TJ Watt's been a monster this year. He has helped Webb win two weeks of fantasy football by himself, which is crazy. He's dominant. He should have won last year. He did not win defensive player of the year last year. I think he's been the best guy this year. Totally agree with you. I have TJ Watt as uh, my defensive player of the year as well. I also have him on fantasy, my fantasy team. Uh, I was down 17 points yesterday. Just didn't think there was any chance of winning. I had one defensive player. That was it. And TJ Watt won it for me with 18 points. So I'm not totally out of the playoffs yet, but I probably will be next weekend. And my runner-up is Miles Garrett. I think he's the clear choice for a runner-up. I actually had Harold Landry as my runner-up. That's interesting. Okay. Yeah. I think I think what helped me was I think I've had a little bit of uh, recency bias. Tennessee Titans are doing very well this season. I think he's a big part of it. They lost Derrick Henry, and they made the Rams a laughing stock. I think Landry's like fourth in the league in sacks. Um, yeah. yeah, tied for third, sorry, with Marcus Golden and Matt Judon with nine yeah. sacks. Good pick. Okay. MVP time. I'm going to start with my runner-up because I want to I build suspense. My runner-up for MVP is Matthew Stafford on the Rams. He had a terrible game last week. He threw the Carson Wentz interception. Terrible. But he's been incredible this year. He's slinging it like crazy. He's made Cooper Cup the best receiver in football. Tyler Higby's good now all of a sudden. Webb and I killed that contract, and now he's been pretty good. Daryl Henderson looks really good somehow too now. I think he makes that offensive go. And I've been very impressed with Matt Stafford. He was my runner-up. So I think my runner-up might actually be uh, – I had someone before I'm going to change it. Um, <laughs> Aaron Rodgers, my runner-up. Despite how much I slammed him. <laughs> <laughs> but as a purely football player, obviously off the field, he can – and I wouldn't want him to win this. But just purely what he did. And what he did against Arizona with no weapons, he's been great. I don't want him to win this. I don't think he should win this because what he stands for and what he's done was just terrible. 
so he should not win MVP. But as value to the team and on the field, I think he's been fantastic. But I don't want him to win this. So my other player was actually Tom Brady. Tom Brady was my winner for MVP this year. Uh, he's been incredible. He's played out of his mind. I hate him. But I, I got to give credit where credit's due. He's played eight games. He's leading the league in touchdowns, 25, only five picks. Throwing for 330 a game. He has two of the best receivers in football and maybe three. But he's still doing it. He's 44. He's playing incredible. Yeah, I think he's the clear one for me. So my, my one is obviously not Tom Brady. It's not Matthew Stafford either. Damn. I'll tell you who it's not. It's not. Is it Patty, is it Patty Mahomes? No, it's not Patty Mahomes. It's also I know not... who it is. I know who it is. It's my boy. I don't think so. It's Kyler Murray. Then I have no idea. Who is the MVP? Yeah, it's not going to be a popular choice. Dak Prescott. Dak Prescott. Dak Prescott is my midseason MVP. Are we watching a different sport? Or what's going on here, Web? <laughs> Look at what this guy overcame. So, like, it's great. I have him as my comeback player of the year. Look at what he's done to this team. So what, what has he done on the year? He's done, what, 17 touchdowns and seven picks, I believe. I just had it. Sorry, I lost it. 18 yeah. and five. 18 and five. Sorry. So it's a little better than I thought. Turn around this Cowboys team. I think this Cowboys team is six and three or seven and three. No one saw, thought they would be this good. We could at least anticipate the Rams are going to be good. The Bucks back, brought, brought back all their starters. For me, sometimes the MVP is a mix of performance and, and unexpected results and a narrative. And I think it'd be a fantastic narrative with Dak Prescott. We were having debates about whether Dak's career was over. Could he come back? That ankle injury was bad. Is what team's he going to play for? How much is he going to play for? He got a big contract. He's living up to it. He's having his best season. Um, he missed a game. Cowboys still won. And then when he came back, they lost. But <laughs> my favorite part about what you just said there was you made the case why he shouldn't win and then still said he won yeah, yeah. you know when he was there when he wasn't there they win and then when he's there they get blown out by denver but he's still the mvp somehow blips blips you're the best man <laughs> blips blips but i just think with what he's done what i think he's going to do like he's not only getting uh dallas um you know, winning the the AF the NFC East, but let's see what the Cowboys are six and two. Sorry, that was their second loss. They could possibly get a first round bye. They probably won't, but they're at least in the conversation. Arizona's eight and one. Ram, uh, Tampa six and two. Green Bay seven and two. Dallas is six and two. They're right there in the mix. Honestly, Web Bayless, I've missed you. I'm glad you've come home. It's good to see you. It's been a while, but Web Bayless is back in full effect. Cowboys lover. Aaron Rodgers hater. It's all consistent with Skip's been his whole career. So I appreciate that about you, that you have come back home. It's good. The Skip, the Skip really hate Aaron Rodgers? Yeah, because Stephen A. loved Aaron Rodgers, so Skip used to say how, bad he, how much he sucks all the time. Oh, okay. It's part of his shtick. He's kept know, it up. I know Skip loves Brady, and he loves the Cowboys, yeah. Yeah. I mean, I know, I know you know. He's, he's your uncle. You're a huge fan. <laughs> the resemblance is uncanny. It's your uncle. Okay, so those are our midseason awards. I like how we disagreed a lot. That's fun. That's better. Subject to change, man. This is midseason. I think we'll say something different at the end of the season, but for some of them at least. I think so too. But as of right now, I think the rookies are almost locked in stone. 
but everything else I think is up in the air. Yeah. Okay. Before I get out of here, I want to talk a little basketball. The, the current MVP, Nikola Jokic, the Joker, was thrown out of a game last night for a dirty play. Markeith Morris came and uh, running up the court. And I think had a really dirty play to, Yoke, to Joker. It kind of hit him in the rib with an elbow. And Joker did not appreciate that. So he just ran right at him and checked him from behind. Apparently, Markeith Morris had some whiplash, had a neck injury. Sure he did. 100% fake. Uh, <laughs> Marcus Morris tweeted out after, waited till bro turned his back, shaking my head, noted. And then the Joker brothers saw this and created a Twitter account to say, you should leave this the way it is instead of publicly threatening our brother. Your brother made a dirty play first. If you want to make a step further, be sure we will be waiting for you. Jokic brothers. They created a Twitter account because they wanted that smoke. That's crazy. One of his brothers is a fighter, an MMA fighter professionally for Sparta. He's a gigantic human being also. 300 movie? I think there's a fighting league called Sparta in Asia somewhere. It's kind of like 1FC or whatever. It's like something like that. It's, it's an offshoot. Right. He has a kickboxing fight where he kicked someone's ass. Knocked him out cold with a kick. Yeah, yeah he's, he doesn't play. And I just really enjoyed this Twitter beef between the brothers. Because it's really funny. It's really, really funny. So Jokic and uh, Morris were both ejected from the game. After the game, Jokic said he felt really bad after watching the replay post game. There have been... Different opinions on this. Give me your thoughts. Did you see the play? Yeah, I saw the play. I thought it was. I thought it was bad. It was, you know, it's not something you should do. Did I think it was the worst thing I've ever seen someone do? No, it's not the Todd Bertuzzi hit twenty years not, ago. Not only do we disagree, we couldn't disagree more. I don't think it was bad. I think it was necessary. Oh, okay. Markeith Morris and his brother are bullies. They always play physical. It's what they do. Right. And. What Markeith did was not a clean hit. It was a dirty foul. It wasn't clean. Right. It wasn't a basketball play. And yeah. he thought, European guy, soft, not going to retaliate. He turned his back and walked away. He, did, he had no fear at all. It wasn't like Joker reacted, waited for him to turn his back, and then came after him. He stopped moving and then ran directly towards him. Hit him. Good for Joker. Yeah. Sticking up for yourself. What are you supposed to do? Hit him when he's hit him when you're facing him. I have no issue with him hitting him. It's the fact that his back was turned. I didn't like that. I have no issue with him hitting him. Was he supposed to tap him on the shoulder? Excuse me, sir. Please turn around. What's he supposed to do? No, no. But you're playing a game. He's gonna face you another at another point. You gotta hit him right away. You can't. You can't wait five minutes. Then it's then it's wait and then it's really flagrant. You gotta do it immediately to set a tone. It wasn't flagrant when he did it. <laughs> he got kicked out of the game. It was flagrant too. It was. It was necessary. Uh I heard Shaq, found it necessary. Shaq and Charles Barkley <laughs> said after this, they're like, what are you talking about? This wasn't dirty at all. It was necessary. And then Shaq said, if you hit me, don't turn around because I'm swinging. And then he showed a clip of Brad Miller hitting him and then turning around and Shaq just started punching him in the head. Yeah, what do you do? I don't really like that. Like with your back turn, I don't. I have no issue with Jokic hitting him. Punch him in his face. I don't care what you do, but don't push him when his back is turned. I just thought that was a cheap shot. I'm not, I'm not saying Marquise shouldn't have been hit. I think he should have been hit. I just think he shouldn't have done it with his back turned. I think Marcus shouldn't have turned his back. Marquise shouldn't have turned his back. Because 
if Markeith didn't hit him dirty first, Jokic wouldn't have hit him back. Oh, for sure. I agree. Don't start none. Won't be none. Okay. This is on the Morris brothers. It's on both of them. I blame Marcus as much as Markeith. They're a combo of hatred to me today. Yeah, I just I just don't like when they do it. And you know how basketball players are. They don't, they see, don't really want to fight. Did you see the picture after of all the Miami Heat players just standing in the locker room, like in the hallway looking for the Yoke, looking for the Denver guys? It is such a funny picture. No. They wouldn't the have gen- done anything. The general manager of Miami is just an old bald white guy just standing there blocking the door. And I was like, these athletes could clearly get past you if they wanted to. They don't right. want to do anything. It's so fake. Are you telling me like when these athletes are getting in skirmishes with each other that these short old referees can really hold them back? Come on. Obviously, it's just just for show. They want nothing. They don't start to get rowdy until people are in in between them. For sure, 100%. It's just a lot of forehead touching and, and, and jawing. Pushing with the, like, it's nothing. Yeah, it's nothing. But when people intervene, it's then it's like, hold me back, hold me back. Like, I was going to tear them apart. And I'll, yeah, I don't think so. Yeah. I, th- I think we agree that Jokic was right to retaliate. Yes. And I, I don't care how he did it. Because he wouldn't have hit him if he wasn't hit first. So, if you play, you play dirty games, you get hit dirty. That's, I just have no, I have no criticism at all. He could have hit him worse and I wouldn't have cared. No sympathy at all when you hit someone dirty. It's your own fault. So if Markeith Morris fell and hit his head and was bleeding because he couldn't defend himself, oh well. I'd be Play pissed stu- off if someone did that to me. Play stupid games, win stupid prizes. Don't hit somebody. <laughs> he didn't have to hit him first. He, he could have slapped his hand. He he did something dirty on, on, on principle. He did it. Don't act okay. surprised when someone hits you after. Okay, okay, all right, okay. Hold on. I will say this. If Jokic pushed Markeith Morris in the hopes that Markeith Morris would square up and they could start fighting, if it was just a little a nudge to try and get something started, fine. I'll agree with you. But if Jokic did that and that was the end of it, like just like ugh, eye for an eye, nah, I don't really like that. If you don't hit somebody, you won't get hit. Don't turn That's your back true. on a don't turn your back on a guy you just hit either. That's just stupid. That's rule 101. In fight yeah, 101, yeah. you learn Hey, you hit some guy. Don't turn your back immediately and walk away. All right. Never drop your hands. Yeah. He turned his back like a, like an idiot. Of course you're going to get hit. It's your own fault. So yeah, Marquise Morris should not have walked away with his back turned to him. Yes. But I also think Jokic, if Jokic really wanted something, Jokic could have just shoved him. Not body checked him, but just shoved him lightly. I'm like, yo, what's up? Did, did you hear what Stephen A. Smith said about this? Because I really enjoyed I, it. I did not. He said, uh, I've heard from some of these European guys in Bosnia and Serbia. Yeah. And these dudes here think that they have guns, so they're tough. In our country, we have bombs. <laughs> he's like, we don't what? play. He's like, he's like, here you, you have guns. Where we're from, we drop bombs on you. It's like, we're not scared of you guys. And I was like, God damn, these guys don't play. Wow. Yeah. Those brothers survived the Bosnian war. Their dad was a cop in in Serbia. I don't think these Joker, Joker brothers are scared of anything. Uh, no, I don't think so either. The only thing is, like, there's so many miles away. I don't know what they would have done, but, like, I'm sure Jokic could get them a jet. I think they're with them. Oh, they're, 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 in, they're in Denver. I think they are. Okay. Oh, well, shoot. Okay, well, they really, they really wanted. 
They wanted drama. I have a, a rule in life to not mess with Russians. They are just a different class of people that terrify me. You don't play. Is Russian? No, he is not. Which I'm, but but I'm <laughs> saying so I might have to add Serbians to this group of people I'm terrified of. <laughs> they they might be a different breed of people too. Where I'm like, you know what? No, I'm good. Serbians and Russians have to be, have to be a combo for me now. If you create a Twitter account to say, "Hey, we want the smoke," like you are an insane person, and the, they signed it, Jokic Brothers. They wanted them to know. <laughs> And, and if you follow, and if you follow, because they seem like they wanted to follow up. Yeah, but and then people thought it was fake at first, and they reached out to many people saying, "No, this is us. We did this." And that's and wild. I, having seen half of the Morris brothers uh, on the Lakers, they're not fighting anyone. Then. <laughs> <laughs> they're not fighting anyone. God, they're intimidating I'm, because I'm, they're twins, and they'll always have each other's backs. And if they're on the same team, even if they're not. If Keith or or Marcus was in the stands, I think he's running out onto the court. If he's in, yeah, if he's an audience member, he's he. Those guys were pissed off when they weren't on the same team together. Those guys are joined at the hip. Thousand percent agree. I love this story. I love it so much. It's amazing. It, I think it, everyone wins. It's just fun all around. No one's seriously hurt. Marquise clearly faking it. After they brought a stretcher out to the court for him, and then he's like, hey, "I'm okay, I guess." Like it was so ridiculous. <laughs> Jokic is the MVP. Markeith is an 11th man. You don't hit the MVP like that. You just don't do it. And he did it. So he got he got what he deserved. I don't feel bad for him at all. I agree with you. Um, and the game part, was out of reach. In part. The game was out of reach. It wasn't yeah. like this was a close game. This so was a dirty hit for no reason. Well, that's so, intentions flare, right? It's funny because Denver had the lead. You think that Miami would have... I think Miami uh, keeps hit him first because you know when it's a wide open lead like that you saw what happened when uh when okc was was leading the lakers and and darius basley dunked on the breakaway um and how russ got in his face like yeah so when they beat the lakers you mean yeah they beat them twice it's crazy because uh no, not good. We, we took we took the under both for that that team pretty bad but <laughs> 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 you get the over on the lakers alone Coop, I have one more thing to say. It'll take one minute, and I have something I've told you before. It's about fantasy sports. Sure, let's get, fantasy, let's get to it. Fantasy football, really quick. To anybody who plays fantasy football, tell me if you agree with me or you disagree with me. I've told Coop this before. If you're playing a quarterback or a running back and that player gets hurt and you have the player on your bench, the fill-in, who then is filling in for this player that got hurt, you should get the points, positive or negative. So, like, positive if the player is throwing touchdowns, scoring touchdowns, whatever. Negative if they're fumbling, throwing picks, whatever. You should get those points. I think they need to change that. That's all I have to say. Interesting point. I would not be against it. But I think it would be really hard to implement. When the guy got hurt, was he hurt in the fourth quarter and did bad? And then the guy, and then if you have three receivers on the bench, which one do you take? I think it's a whole process that you'd have to implement site-wide. I think it'd be really hard to, to put in. So here, so, Yeah, and I've thought about this in depth. Uh, <laughs> so my thing is this. You're the best. And, <laughs> and, 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 and there's two reasons why. Years ago, I had Robbie Gold when he was on the, on the Chicago Bears as a kicker. He was my starting kicker. Injured his calf during warm-ups. And did not scheduled to start, but did not play the game. It was reported 
after the game started and after the players were locked. I could not change Robbie Gold. It was locked in through no fault of my own. I wouldn't have known before. I should not get screwed out of not having a kicker play because of that. I should get the fill-in, whoever it was. I don't remember. This was years ago. I mean, you're probably losing because you have two kickers on your roster. That's probably why you're losing games. That's probably why you're losing games. (laughs) And that's fine. But, like, I think, you know, something like that, man, that's that's just not fair. That's just not fair. I mean, it sounds like you're crying. I don't want to hear tears, bro. I don't feel bad for you. I mean... If this happens to me, I'll I'll have instant change of mind. But as yeah. of right now, it's just affecting you, so I don't care at all. That's not important. Okay, <laughs> I'm just saying. I think you have a point with a deep position like receivers, but like when it's a quarterback, it's a kicker, it's a tight end. What is not using a two tight end sort of set. And injured Something when like is the question you have to ask. Well, if he's I mean, inj- if he's injured in the fourth quarter with two minutes left and he has zero catches for zero yards. And you're like, wait a second, he got hurt at the end of the game and then you replace him. You can't do that. That's fine. Okay, then limit it to the first half or something like that. So that when, if someone gets hurt, like Kadarius Tony, who gets hurt three minutes into the first quarter, what the hell am I supposed to do with that? Have a fantasy team that doesn't start Kadarius Tony, probably would be a good start. These all seem like issues with you being a bad fantasy manager. <laughs> this seems like you're making bad life choices and checking it on Yahoo Sports. No, Robbie Gold is one of the top kickers back in the day. I'm talking like eight, ten years ago. You know what's sad that we have stories about fantasy from eight to ten years ago that we remember to this day? Oh, yeah. I have, I have, I hate people from a decade ago. I don't remember what happened. I just remember that they screwed me somehow. And I'm like, I'll never forgive you. Percy Harvin scored three touchdowns in a game and they were all reversed. And he had like zero catches the rest of the game. And I hate him for that because they were versed and he, I thought he scored three times and they got nothing. And I was so angry. I think it was in the fancy playoffs and I lost and I was like, Nope, never again. And I hate him to this day because of it. But that's not his fault. I don't care. He's responsible. I hold fantasy grudges forever. Cam Newton dead to me. Like these things are forever. I don't forgive. Sean Marion dead to me. I love Sean Marion is my hero because of that. (laughs) All right, everybody. Please go follow us on Twitter at Rookie Phenom. Subscribe on iTunes, Spotify, or anywhere you get your podcasts. We have anything to add before we get out of here. Fantasy football sucks. Thank you, everybody, for listening. Have a great night. Yo.